Hi, I'm your host, Brittany Spence, and this is In the Face of Illness. We are a podcast committed to cultivating a greater understanding of the many resources available for families facing childhood illness, because we believe this is a vital topic of conversation, not only for families in the throes of the fight, but for everyone. Ultimately, we are here to offer hope in the face of illness. Summer Curry lives in Warren County, Tennessee, and is a single mother to one daughter and three sons. Summer has been balancing a full-time job along with caring for her son, Avery, who was diagnosed with cancer in January of 2022 at the age of 17 months. Avery has been in active treatment for leukemia for almost two years and thankfully is responding well to his treatment. In summer's free time, she enjoys spending time and exploring new places with her children. We are thrilled to have Summer on our podcast today. Thank you, Summer, for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. All right, Summer, let's just get started. Tell us a little bit about um, your child that has had the medical issues. Tell us a little bit about that. So my son, Avery, he's been diagnosed with B-cell leukemia since January 2022. So these past almost two years have been a learning experiment about, well, we don't really know what causes cancer, but he has um, B-cell leukemia. So it's been a learning experiment for us um, from going from hospital to home, back to hospital, or when he's sick, you know, um, just figuring out what's actually wrong because he's at the age that he cannot talk right now. So it's hard okay. to know what's actually hurting him or, you know, making him feel bad. And how old is Avery? Avery just turned three. Um, okay. So he's still still very young. <laughs> yeah. So he was diagnosed right after he turned one. So basically he was diagnosed like at 17 months. So yeah, right, basically a little bit right after he was one. Okay. Okay. And tell me about that. Were you noticing something kind of different? What made you even take him to the doctor or or move in that direction? He fell off of a little Titan's trampoline and a knot showed up on his head. And I did all the protocols that, you know, a mother should do. Take them to the pediatrician, you know, make sure everything's okay. And from there, the pediatrician said that knot would go away. It never went away to the point that I was pushing, like, hey, something else is going on with him. And um, so they sent us to an ENT doctor. And when we went to the ENT doctor, we had, you know, x-rays, you know, whatnot of the forehead and that ENT doctor still wanted to proceed as it was a hematoma, but um, by that time, his actual pediatrician was calling, telling us to go to Vanderbilt because he believed that something else was actually going on. And then once we got to Vanderbilt, that's when, you know, they did their testing and everything. And that's when our world basically changed. Yeah. Wow. And is Avery your youngest? So Avery is not my youngest. Avery's basically kind of in the modal. I have four children, a daughter that's six, and then I have Avery that's three. And then I have a son that's Xavier, and um, he just turned two. 
And then I have a six months old. Six months old. Oh my goodness, Summer, you are so very busy. <laughs> yes, I'm um, a busy mother, but you know, honestly, looking back on everything that's actually happened with Avery, you know, at first I thought, you know, that was the hardest thing we ever had to go through. But really, I realize now that it's gotten so much easier. And as long as we we believe that it's going to get easier, it will. Yeah. How, so the last two years, y'all have obviously been on some kind of protocol, right? Where you're following, going in pretty often, lots of admissions, lots of back and forth. So tell us about that. So basically when first uh, Avery was diagnosed, we was in the hospital for seven weeks straight in quarantine because Avery tested positive for COVID at the same time as being admitted into the hospital for finding out that he had cancer. And then for that seven weeks, uh, we were in the hospital, one room, couldn't leave, you know. And then we was able to finally decide to go home. Avery had a pick line in his arm at that time. So we went home, and then not even two, two days later, we ended back into the hospital with an infection in the pick line. So we had another, like, I think two weeks in the hospital until they could put the port in and get the infection gone in his body. And then from there, we was, it's been a long journey, honestly. Um, from there, we had trips, like, every week on Fridays to the hospital. And then every time that we had to be admitted for stronger chemos, it was like weekend stays, or if he ended sick, that was weeks on him in the hospital. And from the beginning of this to now, it's gotten a lot easier over time, but it took a lot of time. Yeah. There was multiple times. There was one time he ended up in the hospital, I think, for almost two weeks. Um, the first few days, he was not really responding to anybody. He had a seizure. We ended up in the hospital and airlifted from where we're located at. And then not too long ago, Avery, I think it was a few months ago, Avery coded. So basically a cold balloon means like, you know, the person isn't responding back to whatever is actually happening. And... um he was actually at Vanderbilt at that time getting a spinal tap for chemo in his spine, and he stopped responding and breathing at that time. And he's okay now, but um, that was the worst. You know, hearing that over the intercom at a hospital is never the best feeling. Yeah, yeah. And how far do you live from the hospital, from, from Monroe Carroll? So we basically live an hour and a half, but um, where their hospital is located, there's a lot of traffic all the time. <laughs> so it kind of just really depends on what time we're actually going to the hospital. But it's a long drive. It really is. Yeah. And what do the other three kids go with you? Do you have help with them? The other Well, there's been a few times that I have had to bring my children with me. But basically, I, as a mother, I sit down and I pay a private babysitter for my kids to go to to make sure they do not get, you know, my actual son that's really sick, even sicker, you know. 
And, you know, it's obviously they're going to still get sick because they're children. But um, I pay a babysitter just to be able for my kids to be able to go somewhere if we're in the hospital, you know. Or Avery's father isn't in the picture. So basically, I'm the one doing it, you know. There's no other option. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I know that is a, a lot on you for sure. Um, well, tell us a little bit about what you would offer to other families going through similar circumstances. So honestly, I would say keep faith. My biggest part is, you know, God has a plan for everything and, you know, he wouldn't give any child something he didn't believe was necessary as long as he knew they could fight for it. At the end of the day, I pray every night to say, you know, I hope my son gets better. I really do, you know, and I hope he gets through whatever, you know, whatever they have coming for him or, you know, it honestly kind of depends. As long as you keep faith, really everything will get better through time. And are there any, you know, resources or things that you maybe wish you had known? Really, I wish I knew more about, like, cancer itself, um, what some signs of cancer, you know, my son was showing previous signs before I actually knew he had cancer, but every doctor we went to kind of just, you know, said it was a viral infection or, or, you know, certain things, like he had certain dots pop up all over his body, and they told me at that time it was hands, foot, and mouth. But to find out that's a sign of cancer that he has. So honestly, just knowing more signs and how to actually deal with it kind of puts a really big role on you. Yeah. But I do know, too, you know, um, because obviously through the years, we've had a lot of families say, you know, I wish I'd known sooner or whatever else. But in general, doctors don't want to go to worst case scenario. Yeah. You know, they always want to rule out the common, which is for a 15, 16, 17 month old is hand, foot, mouth or, yeah. you know, your RSV or, or the different things. And so, you know, I think sometimes doctors can get a bad rap in that way of like, man, how they miss this. But they don't. If they, if every doctor always went to worst case and your kid just had a cold, you know, you'd probably leave that doctor because you'd be like, man, they always have me on the, you know, where I'm freaking out all the time, but it is hard because, you know, the whole saying of hindsight's 2020, you know, everything is clear when we're past it, you know, when we're past that and where we can go, okay, this makes a lot more sense of A, B, C, D, Y, you know, why was this happening? Why was this happening? Why was this happening? Okay, it makes a lot more sense. Where when you're in it, it's just, it's hard. It's hard to be able to pin down, especially with a child that can't communicate with you what's going on. Um, And so definitely do not beat yourself up about that at all. You know, you did what you were supposed to do. You got him checked out for all the different things that were going on. Obviously, you know, we do trust those that have had way more training than we have. Um, But also on their part, too, of knowing, you know, they're not going to just go to that worst case scenario. Um, How did you find out about the Four Spins Fund? So um, Avery has a social worker at um, Vanderbilt. And 
through all of this, it has been a financial toll on ourselves, you know, as a family that, you know, already pushed a lot through. But um, so the Forest Friends Fund has really stepped beyond everything. Um, they have physically helped us with rent payments, um, gas cards, um, Christmas last year for my kids. And um, honestly, I couldn't be any more thankful that the Forestman's Fund has been able to help us tremendously. But basically, we weren't learned about the Forestman's Fund through the social worker. Okay. Okay. So speaking and being open with your social worker about the ways that y'all were struggling, they then were able to say, okay, we've got a nonprofit who may be able to help you. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so that, you know, for any families that are listening, I think that is something to definitely hold on to that sometimes it's hard for, you know, us, especially sometimes, um, well, men and women to show that they're struggling or they don't have it all together. or They're not holding all the clout, you know, everything the way they're supposed to. But it is important, especially in a situation where you are struggling with, you know, the the diagnosis what's going on to be able to say hey it's not all going okay is there anybody out there who can help me um and the social workers are aware you know we're not the only nonprofit that assists different families with different things and so it's important to say to your social worker hey what what is out there to help me you know a lot of times um your utility companies have some kind of ability to help in some way, or uh, like here in Memphis, we have a thing called MIFA that can help, which is a nonprofit that helps with kind of housing, different things or food. And so it's important to ask, um, you know, it's let social work tell you a little bit more um, about what's going on. Um, okay. Tell us how Avery is doing today and how your family of five is doing today. So Avery honestly has grown so much from all of this. Now Avery, you know, he, he's getting closer and closer to being through treatments. Um, and today he's doing amazing. He honestly has shown how strong he truly is. We don't have to go to the hospital as much as we was. You know, we just have less treatments. But obviously we're constantly on our toes but she is doing a lot better from let's say like a year ago you know um he's grown so much he he is trying to you know communicate with his words more now and um he used to lack with like physical activities and now he's more involved with things and he just seems more happier that he's not always at the hospital yeah how many more treatments does he have he basically has seven or eight more actual tre- treatments at Vanderbilt through the next seven, eight months. And then he does like chemos at home, you know, okay. more, like less extreme chemos. Okay. Okay. So you're averaging, if everything's going well, you're averaging about once a month now going to Vanderbilt and then you at home give him all the other medications that he needs. Yes, ma'am. As long as he's not sick, like with any, you know, virus or anything, then usually we go once a month. If he ends up sick, then we might stay longer in the hospital. But 
it just kind of varies. And definitely the winter time's coming up and that's the worst part. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Well, and how about your other kids? How are they doing? So they're doing great. Um, my older daughter understands completely like, hey, my brother's sick. You know, she always says Avery strong, you know, because she sees it as much as I do. And she understands like, hey, if, if we have to just up and go to the hospital, she knows the routine. You know, my family um, is very supportive. So if it's like in the middle of the night, I can just load the kids up take them over to my family, and then go to the hospital from there. And um, she's she's um, very supportive of, hey, he's sick, but we have to go, you know. She knows he's strong, and she always asks a thousand questions, but that's any child. But they are doing great. I think they're just happy that, you know, we're not in the hospital as much as we was. So we can spend more time together as a family. Yeah, yeah. So in a lot of those hospital stays, you were pregnant, right? Yes, Wow. Ma'am. That is like doubly hard. So you've got this, obviously, a, a two young kids at home. You've got Avery in the hospital, and then you're also pregnant. So I know that is a lot on you. Well, how are you doing today? Honestly, I'm doing great. Um, things have gotten so much better you know, there was a while that I thought, hey, are we ever going to make it through this? You know, it, to the point, you know, it was a breaking point. I'm a strong um, person as is. And I do not like to cry. <laughs> but there was a few times that I just wondered if, you know, anything would get better. And, and God speaks to me always. And it has gotten tremendously a lot better. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad. And you've got that support, you said, too, of your family, which I know is a great gift, yeah. um, you know, to to you. So you don't feel like you're just walking this alone. Um, well, I'm so glad to hear that. I know that with a diagnosis like leukemia, that it is a, a long road um, and that it is like you said earlier, it's it's hard to see. Um, a light at the end of the tunnel until you get close enough. And so for you, you're starting to see that light at the end of the tunnel. You're starting to see where there's a future that can look way more normal um, and, you know, what what that will look like and to get excited about that and to start making plans for the future. And I know that's a really great and positive thing. But I can tell just from talking to you what a strong woman and mother you are and how incredibly blessed Avery is to have you and your other children as well. So, you know, continue to fight for him, continue to be the great mother you are to Avery and to your other children, but also make sure you're taking care of yourself, that you're getting, you know, that word of self-care, but doing some things to make sure that you're taken care of as well, especially in this holiday season where things can um, get even more overwhelming as we're trying to make the magic of the season for our uh, our children. But um, we're glad that the Forcements Fund um, was even introduced to you a long time ago and that you've been able to utilize our services and that you've benefited from that. And um, hopefully that has been an encouragement to you that you are not alone and that we see you and we see the hard work that you're doing and that your social worker 
also sees the hard work that you're doing to be a good mom. And so um, keep doing that. And uh, we're excited to hear more about Avery and um, hear more when his treatments are done and he is able to run and play just like a, a perfectly normal three-year-old should. Well, thank you for sharing with us and um, thank you for spending time with us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our latest episode. We hope that this podcast is a resource for you and a source of support. Whether you are facing illness in your own family or want to walk beside other families dealing with childhood illness, we want the stories, wisdom, and knowledge shared to give you hope. Episodes will be released bi-weekly, so be sure to subscribe today.